Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Greetings, Jays fans, and welcome to a brand new week of the 1620 The Jays podcast. Along with Josh Peterson and Connor Happer, I'm your host, John Bishop. And this week, we're going to take you around the world of Creighton Athletics, and boy, what a week it was. Of course, men's soccer pulling off not only a tremendous Big East tournament in which they scored 10 unanswered goals over the last three games, and won as the sixth seed, clinching an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament, Then on a very frigid late Thursday afternoon at Morrison Stadium, two goals in the last eight minutes against a Missouri State team that had not allowed more than one goal in any match all season long. And now the Jays move on to face number two overall seed Washington Sunday afternoon. We're going to hear from the head coach, Johnny Torres, coming up in just a little bit. Also later in the show, Jamie Horan, junior guard for the Creighton women's basketball team, The Jays have now two wins over ranked teams to start the season. A blowout win over number 22 Nebraska, the latest victim on their schedule. And then the Creighton men, four straight to start the season. While it's not a surprise, still, Jays look dominant, especially in the last three performances. And now they get ready for a real tough test as they head off to Maui to take on the great field of teams in the Maui Invitational. So we'll get to some radio highlights of some of the players, some of our post-game interviews that we've had so far this young season. That'll be coming up at the end of today's 1620 The Jays podcast. 1620 The Jays podcast is brought to you each and every week by Barry Law. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit barrylawfirm.com. At Barry Law, we fight alongside those who choose to fight back. And now Connor Happer with Creighton Head Men's Soccer Coach Johnny Torres. All right, thank you, John. Welcome back. More of the 1620 The Jays podcast this week. All right, two weeks ago, we chatted with Creighton Men's Soccer Coach Johnny Torres, and they were uh, headed off to the Big East Tournament. The, The spirits, I remember, Coach, weren't great at the time you're coming off that loss to Providence and you know we talked about sort of the energy and the enthusiasm and where you guys were at from a mental standpoint well you won three games in a row you're big east tournament champions uh you're dancing um so it's been a little bit of a it's been a fun last two weeks how are you doing right now oh no I'm, I'm feeling pretty good I'm extremely proud of our group um we always knew we had a special group this season um, we played some really, really good brand of soccer early on in the season with a little bit of bumps uh, along the way in the middle part of the season and towards the latter part, like you said, in our last regular season match against Providence. Uh, but th- the resilience that this group has showed, in particular in the last two weeks, to be able to go 3-0 and in the Big East tournament to put us in the situation that we're in right now is just 
it's it's tremendous. I, I couldn't be more proud of this group. Okay, so I mean, how do you get back to the point where I mean, did a did something click? Did something flip? You know, the switch when you know you get into do or die situation, or I guess how'd you get back to the point where you started to feel really, really good about yourselves again? You know, like I said, in the beginning of the season, we 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 started off really, really hot. And then when I talk about these bumps that we had along the way, it wasn't like there was any major pitfalls. It was just, we were just, you know, we were right there. Uh, and a lot of times, to be quite honest, um, we were disappointed by ties, not by losses. Um, you know, in fact, uh, you know, we only had a couple to talk about in the regular season. Uh, but a lot of these ties felt like losses. And so we always knew that while we might have ended up a bit short in some of these results that we were lo looking for, uh, we also understood that we were right there. Uh, we were just a little bit away from what we were trying to do. And so we made sure that we stayed the course. Uh, obviously, as a staff, we tried to uh, communicate that to the to, to the guys. But at the end of the day, they are the ones that believed in what we were trying to do. They were the ones that stayed the course. They were the ones that were resilient. They were the ones that put our plan into action on the field. And it's just it's it's been an amazing couple of weeks. So now back to back NCAA tournament appearances, and it's you know, largely the same group as it, as it was last year. I mean, and we've talked about this before. It's a, it's an older group. They've been around for a long time. I mean, how could you feel for those guys to sort of be rewarded after, after the last couple of years and then through COVID and all that stuff, it's largely the same group of guys. No, you know, again, it's, it's, it's been, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from this group, um, both on and off the field. Um, <laughs> And, and just when I thought that we might have reached um, the top of the top end of where you can push people, uh, I've learned that there, there, there's even there's even a, a wider margin of threshold that we can continue to strive for. You know, and I'm particularly proud of this group because we were written off last last season after uh, Guti, uh, Diego Gutierrez went on to play pro at Portland. Obviously, he was the Big East attacking player of the year. Uh, he led our team in goals. Uh, he was, hands down, one of our best players last year. And a lot of people thought that, you know, without Guti, we really didn't have a chance at, at accomplishing anything. And, in fact, we've, we've more than doubled the productivity in goals and assists this season. Um, at obviously, no disrespect to Guti. He's, in his own right, uh, an unbelievable talent. Uh, but the way that these guys have rallied, come together, and 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 produce some um, pretty tremendous soccer this season has been amazing. Well, you're led. It's, it's led by Duncan, who um, you know is get. I think he grabbed another national player of the week uh, this past week. I mean, just watching him, I I feel like it's unique, and and you could speak to this. Just his his size and his physicality, and and you know how unique that is to his spot and what he's doing on the field. I. I like, just talk about him a little bit and, and the season that he's had and how he's able to sort of pour it in. Um, and because when it when it rains, it pours goals for Duncan McGuire. Yeah, no, it's it's special for him. Uh, it's special for him because he's an Omaha native um, through and through, uh, a Creighton uh, diehard. And so 
first and foremost, that makes it special for him. Uh, secondly, when you think of a forward of his size, um, you know, a lot of times you'll get a forward that size that maybe is more stationary, more of a target type player. Uh, but he is not that. Uh, although he is a big, strong, athletic individual, uh, he's got some technical ability. Uh, he can finish chances. He can start our press, uh, which, which for me is 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 one of the biggest catalysts to our defense. Uh, he's 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 a relentless worker, and he helps us press, which in turn helps us give us more opportunities to get uh, chances on goal. Um, and he showed that this year. Uh, by being able to finish 19 of his opportunities thus far, uh, this time of the year it's you know it's going to be cold, and you got <laughs> you got a whole match uh, in the NCAA tournament to start off with with Missouri State. By the time people listen to this, it will have already happened. But I guess I mean going into that with a with a change in in weather, and it's been gradually getting to that point. You play Missouri State to open the uh, the NCAA tournament last year. I guess what are you what are you looking for in your opening match of the tournament? You know, um, I'm, I'm looking for guys to continue to enjoy each other and continue to have joy um, when we're out on the field. That was one of the biggest cry that we had uh, the Big East tournament is, hey, yeah, we know that uh, th there's a challenge ahead of us, but let's make sure we embrace the challenge and enjoy ourselves, enjoy each other's um, company, um, and, and just have energy while you're doing it. Um, and I think that joy is what helped us get through these last three matches. And so we definitely want to make sure we bring that joy along with us in the first round. Um, like you mentioned, it is against Missouri State, who we also faced last year in the first round. Uh, we know they're a very good side, a very capable side, very well coached by Michael Seabolt. Um, and, but we're looking for, forward to the opportunity that this time around, we're at Morrison Stadium at our place. Yeah, that's a help. Uh, I mean, do you when, when you get the bracket, when you're in the NCAA tournament, what are your, I mean, you look at where you're at and, and who you're playing and where that game's going to be. Do you do any searching? Does your, do your eyes float to anywhere else? Maybe some, where some of your conference, you know, mates are going or um, what lies ahead, I guess, where do your eyes go next after you learn that you're in the NCAA tournament? You know, to be honest with you, as soon as the uh, pairings come out, um, I don't allow myself to go much further than the opponent that we have next. Um, and, and, and that's why I'll, that's how I'll continue to do it. That's always been my approach. That's always been our team approach. And so right now we're locked in on Missouri state at Morrison stadium. Well, I mean, uh, Georgetown is there, they're, they're close to you guys. What, what did it mean for you guys to get over the hump against them in the, in the big East final? Look, traditionally they've showed over the last decade that they're a tremendous powerhouse. Uh, they, they won a national championship uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I think that was their sixth consecutive uh, Big East title match, I think, something like that. Um, and we've always struggled against them, and it's always been a one-goal margin. It's been a tie, uh, so on and so forth. And so for us to be able to go out and, and, and get over the hump, like you said, against Georgetown um, was an amazing feeling. And um, it was, uh, I think, something that will give us that bit of energy that we need for our culture in years, in, in years that are coming through as we continue to recruit. Uh, Johnny, we'll let you go. But um, first I wanted to ask you, we just got this news this morning. We're taping this on, on Wednesday. Uh, Akron will be joining the Big East next year, and you'll split off into into divisions. Akron is a great men's soccer program. They've been to 
you know, a few college cups over the last uh, few years, historically really, really good program. What What's your reaction to that? And then as you take a, a look at the Big East as a whole, I, I know your thoughts on the conference as it stands now, but adding a team like that, I mean, that's that's got to be something that, that you embrace and, and I'm sure the rest of the conference does too. It's tremendous. Uh, you know, Akron historically has showed they're a powerhouse uh, in regards to the national uh, soccer landscapes. And so we're, we're, we're honored. Uh, we're fortunate. Uh, I think it's a good move uh, uh, going forward and in the soccer conversation. Uh, it adds another team to the Midwest division for us so that we'll have six teams in the Midwest and six teams on the East Coast. Um, so we'll have five conference matches in the Midwest with three crossover with the East East division. So um, I think it's, it's nothing but positives for us uh, in, in the sense of men's soccer. Uh, I think it only strengthens um, a very good big East conference already out of the 23, 24 conferences we have. And uh, I embrace it. I look forward to it. Um, I know Jared. Well, uh, we have a pretty good history against Akron and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hey coach. Uh, good luck. We're, we're excited, man. I'm, uh, thanks for coming on. It's, it's been a fun season, a fun ride to follow you guys, and we look forward to what you guys can do in the tournament. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on again. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The Creighton women's basketball team already has two wins over ranked competition this season. The number 20 Jays defeating South Dakota in the opener two weeks ago and then this past week taking out Nebraska 77-51 in front of a sold-out crowd at Sokol Arena. Well, Josh Peterson has a special guest as we give a tip of the cap to women's basketball. Off to another tremendous start. John, thank you so much. We welcome onto the podcast today from the 3 and 0 Creighton women's basketball team. It is Jamie Haran. Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I I'm doing great. Uh I, let's just start big picture. How are you feeling about the start to this uh season so far? A nice 3 and 0 start getting a victory earlier this week over your in-state rival in Nebraska Cornhuskers. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty great feeling. 
it's a good way to set us up for the season. And it's just showing like how ready we are for all this. And yeah, we're feeling pretty good. I was, uh, I was on the call on Tuesday and since then, uh, uh, quite a few people have asked, tell me about the atmosphere. Tell me about the atmosphere. So I will, I will ask you the same question. What was that atmosphere like on on Tuesday evening? (laughs) Oh, it was, it was unreal. Yeah. Going and selling that place out and having a max capacity that we did, like that was awesome. And it just made the environment so much fun for us. And you build off all that enjoyment and everybody and seeing everybody smiling after the games and coming up to you. Like it was just such a cool place to play in. And it was a really great opportunity for us. Yeah, absolutely. It was certainly a fun place to to call a game. I want to I want to look back, Jamie, at, at the end of last season in the run that you and your teammates had in the NCAA tournament on, on my radio show. John Bishop and I, we, we often talk about this idea of proof of concept where sometimes you need to see, you know, maybe the end game reached in a positive sense. So then you can kind of believe retroactively in all of those things that you did that led to that moment. So I guess my long way of asking to, to make that run like you did with your teammates, was it gratifying in the sense of like all that hard work over the previous summer, all the hard work, all the grinding travel that it was like, see, all of it was worth it. We put in the process. We thought that we could get this far. I guess what was that like? Yeah. So now that we can look back at it and everything, it is a huge thing of like, we did push ourselves. We worked as hard as we could. A lot of us stayed over the summer, all that kind of stuff. And all that hard work did definitely get us to that point that where we were at. We had great senior leaders that they wanted it just as bad as us. And they were going to get on us to help us talk, get better at practice on and off the court, all that kind of thing. So they did a really good job at holding us accountable as well. So it did just show like all that work that we put in in the summer for preseason lifting, all that stuff did pay off. And that leads into this season of since we did return people, we know what it takes to get back to that. And our freshmen that are coming in, they're going to help us out a ton. And I know they're excited to get back to, and we all want to get to that point. So yeah, that season before definitely helped us get to that. Yeah. Along those lines, Jamie, you know, you have the most success that a team has ever had in Creighton women's basketball history. And then it ends and suddenly another season is suddenly on the horizon. Was it hard? Was it easy to turn the page? Did you use the the end of the year losing in the Elite Eight as motivation? I guess, what was that process like for you individually? And what has it been like for the team, you think, getting ready for, for the start of this season? Yeah, so definitely for the team, like I said, that just showed like we can get there. So it just starts with believing in ourselves and like, we were the underdogs. We don't mind being the underdogs either. Like we want to show that we're pretty legit and all that. So it just like we have been working together and we even had a talk at the beginning of the season, just kind of, okay, this is what it's going to take. And everybody that's coming back. Okay. We got to show the freshmen. This is how we work here, all that stuff. And they fit into the flow. They are determined to be in that spot too. I know for me personally, um, I obviously want to get back to where we were last year. So just spending time doing agility shooting, all that kind of things to make myself and my game to the best that it can be to help our team win as well was a huge focus of mine this whole summer. A lot of us, I think there was eight of us that stayed over the summer. We played pickup like three to four times a week, just kind of like stuff like that, just not lose that love for the game and just get us excited to start the season. I love that you you say that because it leads right into what I wanted to ask you about next, and that's the chemistry. You know, I've called two games now this season. I called the the second exhibition, and then I called the the game against Nebraska. And the thing that really jumped out to me both times, 
especially even in the exhibition was I could tell that the bench was engaged. I could tell that everyone was happy. You mentioned the smiles a few minutes ago, that putting the chemistry together, whether it was the returning players or then the new players, it seems like it kind of comes natural to this group. Would you agree with that? Yes, big time. Our chemistry is so unreal. Like it's crazy. We hang out all the time. We are so talkative on the bench, whether you're having a great game, you're having a bad game. Like, you know, your teammate right next to you is going to be there to pick you up. They're going to smile after you make a shot, after you make a good pass. Like everyone just enjoys those little moments that help us stick together so much when times do get hard in games. We know that we can lean on each other and we can look at Flan and Flan's going to tell us that we're okay. And we just got to stick together and just play our game. So our chemistry that we have on and off the court is huge for us being successful. Jamie, did you grow up wanting to to play for Creighton an Omaha native? Was this a, a dream of yours? And you're not in your head, I guess. What, what's it What's it been like realizing that dream? <laughs> yeah, I was actually having this conversation with my parents a few days ago. Just like as a little kid, like you always dream about, like yeah, you want to play for your state, you want to play for like any school that's in your like in your hometown. You want to be that kid, and like yeah, it's all a reality now, and it's crazy, like. I watched them all the time when I was growing up and now like I'm a part of that and I got to be a part of a elite eight run. Like just all this stuff is coming into reality. And it's just a crazy feeling that knowing it felt like a few years ago, I was just a little kid, like watching them on TV, going to games saying like, yeah, I want to be like them. And now I'm in that position. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so before we let you go, you, you know, I'm looking at your box scores and, and like basically across the board, you're improving year over year from what you did in your freshman and your sophomore seasons. You're playing more minutes as well. Coming into this year, I guess, what were those goals that you had individually? And do you, do you feel like that you're realizing some of them so far? Obviously, season's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I definitely just wanted to just trust the process and do and play my role however the coaches wanted that to be right now (laughs) just got to shoot it don't think about it if I catch it just shoot it um but I just want to be and wanted to be in that spot where I could just put my team in the best way that they could be successful so whether that's one game you got you need me to guard a big or you need me to rebound you need me to do whatever like I was willing to do those things and I just changed my mindset to that that I'll do whatever it takes for us to win so I'm just going to keep going with that and keep trusting the process. And yeah, I can't wait for the rest of the season. Junior guard, Jamie Horan joining us on 1620, the Jays podcast right here in Omaha. Uh, Jamie, we really appreciate the time. Uh, can't wait to see what happens this season. Good luck to you and the rest of your team. Yeah. Thank you so much. John, back to you. The Creighton men's basketball team off to an unsurprising 4-0 start, the number 10 Jays, with wins over St. Thomas, North Dakota, Holy Cross, and UC Riverside most recently on Thursday night. Thought we would take you around some of our post-game audio that is now available on the 1620 The Jays page at 1620thezone.com. You can catch all of our exclusive radio post-game interviews. But for those of you who have missed some of the earlier highlights, let's start out with Trey Alexander, who entered this season with maybe a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. After all, pretty much all of his teammates got some kind of preseason accolade, whether it be national accolades, conference accolades. But Trey Alexander, who ended up being the most important player on the team down the stretch, did not get any of that recognition. We looked it up. You didn't have a dunk last year. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know you had that. Yeah, yeah. You that got was, that, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Me and everybody on the team was clowning me last year. They talking about, you're the only person, like, people that play significant minutes that ain't dunked yet. I was like, 
I was like, all right, this year I got y'all. And yeah. Then, and then I was about. What's crazy is I, <laughs> one of the GAs was like, he was like, man, can you like do something on the defense? I mean, like, can you get a steal or something? So I stole it. And then the only thing I heard was somebody on the sideline said, dunk that, because I was about to lay it up. And I was like, nah, I got to, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody was like, everybody was bright, was getting on my head last year. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just dunk this. And then I didn't know that he was going to jump. And then it just turned out how it did. So, I mean, you literally called that audible on the fly, because for something like that, the way you caught it from the back. It did look like he was going to put it back, off the glass. And yes. Just, so, so to call like, that baby, on honest. the fly yeah. and you know, pull it off is pretty impressive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. When's the last time you dunked in a game? My senior year of high school. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, hey, Trey, though, you shot it great, yeah. and you look confident. And the coaching staff has said, I think Coach McDermott said, you're probably the most improved player in the team. Yeah. Has a lot of that improvement been on the, the jumper? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, this this year, I, uh, you know, I did a lot with just shooting. I've just been in the gym getting a lot of shots up. Uh, not really. I've been working on my skill work, but I know that that's just a part of who I am, so that's going to come a little natural. But me just being confident in my jumper is something I've been working on in practice and just like throughout the flow of like a game activity in practice. And that's right. what kind of helped me incorporate into this game right here. So that's all it really, really been. Was that the number one thing you wanted to improve on was your outside shooting? Yeah, for sure. I felt like a lot of teams would like close out late and I felt like that would like hurt our team in a sense. I felt like when R2 or Kalkbrenner would drive, like they would help off me a lot and I wasn't, uh, basically I was letting my team down. So I felt like that was something I had to work on a lot. And then throughout the whole summer, that's just really something that I was trying to work on. You know, Trey, where was your, you know, you finished the year so strong, but where was your confidence at when you left the NCAA tournament? Like, be like, did it, yeah. did it really grow? Yeah, yeah, that was that was the biggest thing that I've been telling a lot of people is that like towards the end of the year, that's something that I feel like I needed. I yep. feel like it, it definitely helped my game and it helped helped the team overall because I feel like my confidence was at an all time high. So as I progressed throughout the year, uh, throughout the summer, and I was working on my jumper, my confidence took another boost. And I, when I started getting very confident in that, I felt like it was just going to help us tremendously. So. Do you ever pop in the San Diego State game? Because that's, I mean, think about it. You probably watched the NCAA tournament growing yeah. up. And now you're that guy yeah. at the end of a game. And that was your career game. And yeah. your career, you know, like that's got to, I mean, anytime you wake up with the blues, you just put that yeah, game on. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll be in class and I'll be like, man, like, Let this really happened. Let me just yeah. watch this back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just I watch this back. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how it is, though. I definitely watch that game a lot. You like, should. like you if, should. You, if you probably go on my YouTube, you probably see that's the first thing that you <laughs> yeah. click on. Like, So whatever many views, there's like 2 million views you got. Like, I probably, probably got a good thousand. Yeah. I probably got a good thousand. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, good. For sure. What about your leadership? What about what you want to do as now an emotional leader? Because last yeah. year you had guys like Hawk and Alex who yeah. could be the old men in the room. Yeah. And even though this is only your second year here, you're an important part of this team. Yeah. Was that something that was on your mind coming into the season, was being more vocal, being more of a leader? Yeah, for sure. I know that the first thing, like, after we lost an NCAA tournament last year, Mac was like, I feel like you're going to have to be that guy that does that this year. He said, I know that you probably don't not used to talking as much as Hawk did or that you're not used to just having that type of stuff on your shoulders. But he was like, if you want, if you want our team to be successful as you want it to be, like, I feel like you're going to have to talk and be that leader and, and then, like, like at halftime, he was like, I need you. You've been talking a lot, but I need you to, like, really talk a lot, like a lot more on the defensive end and just kind of talk through everything that you see. And I feel like that's what I did in the second half. And then, like, he was like, I feel like that you doing that in the second half is what got us those first 12 stops, like, in a row. And yep. he was like, if you do that throughout the year, I feel like that will help our team tremendously. So that's what. So that's something that I'm trying to work on as well, and I feel like that it's going to help our team. Baylor. 
or how how much fun is Baylor to play with? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he he's boy. one of those people that like he he knows exactly how to play the game of basketball yeah. with a lot of good people on his team. Like I definitely feel like Baylor is one of those type of people that like he reminds me of like a like like a Magic Johnson type yeah. of type of deal. Like he like hit the flashy passes, the rebounding, getting the break started. Like it, it's it helps everybody else on the court, and it definitely made looks good on him too. Did, did it happen right away? Like when he showed up on campus and first day of pickup? Like did he just was it kind of a seamless thing with him? It was definitely one of those things like you've seen like why he why he won player of the year in, in, in the summit league. Yeah. Like, it was one of those things like you've seen that he was doing a lot of things, different things on the floor. You could see that like he had the flashiness, he had the little swag with him and that he could yeah. shoot the shoot the ball very well and he, that he just was very unselfish. So I feel like he's gonna help us tremendously in the, and then just what you guys seen out here was just the beginning. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna take it to a whole nother level when the season starts. So how how have everyone how's everyone come together? I mean you got your, the core group, mm-hmm. yourself, R2, Arthur, Ryan, I mean you're all you guys know each other, but then you blend in a Baylor. You blend in Francisco, Jason, some of these newcomers, Ben, who was just over here. Yeah. How is everyone coming together as a as a group? Yeah, I feel like uh, what I was telling them in the press room, I was just telling them, like, people think that it was, it was like, taking a long time for us to jail, and it really wasn't. Like, everybody that's came in, freshman or Baylor and Francisco, like, they're very unselfish. Like, they're very unselfish players, and I feel like that's what we've seen today. Like, we, everybody's making the extra pass. Everybody knew where everybody was on the break, and that's just kind of the things that people don't see, and I feel like those are the things that are going to make us a very successful team is us making that extra pass or us being very unselfish, and I feel like those type of things are the things that people take a long time to make happen but really I think it like happened like the first week or so like I feel like we were already it's like those guys had already been that unselfish before they got here is this a more fun style of basketball to play? oh it's, uh, it's, so much more fun. it's so much more fun and I I know the CHI is going to be rocking when we when we got our first home game yes sir you Arthur the rest <laughs> of these guys Big art. He's already got his food. Yeah, he's ready to go. He is. Now, do you get that same meal if you dunk it? Is that why you dunked it? I think my meal's going to look a little better than his. My meal's going to look a little better than My meal's going to look a little better than Art's. If you get a dunk, you get yeah. a special meal. All right, I, don't think, I don't think Art dunked the ball today. Yeah, I had a couple times. Yeah, yeah, where well, you could have, but I mean, <laughs> it just wasn't. He's got one dunk yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, 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 I did it. But, but I told him I took that personal. I told you I took that personal. You addressed it right away. still don't have one. Exhibition dunks don't count. All right. huh? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Trey, you did great though, man. Congratulations. Thank great you to guys. see you again. Sorry, thank, you, thank you. All yes, right. sir. Someone not lacking in preseason respect is the reigning Big East freshman of the year, point guard Ryan Nemhard, who is off to an incredible start. This season, he has only had two turnovers while having 27 assists through his first four games. It's an incredible number. And if you go back to just a few months earlier before he broke his wrist against St. John's, he had a seven assist, no turnover game going that night in Queens. We were talking off the air, Ryan, it, it, you know, and, and you appreciate it as much as anyone because your position by nature is either a facilitator or a scorer. So you're comfortable in either role. But just the ability for this team to be unselfish, because there's going to be nights where, you know, 
Big Ryan gets 22, there's going to be nights where you might have to get 22. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's just what we we have to do. We've all kind of bought into to what we need to do to win games, and um, none of us coming into games thinking, oh, we need to score, we need to pass this game. We just kind of give give what the take what the game gives us. Um, we're all unselfish guys, all smart players, and um, we just know how to play the game. So it's super easy playing with a bunch of guys like that. Yeah, I loved it. I, I thought you you set the tone. I thought distributing the ball because yes, then you guys end up having 28 team assists. Mm-hmm. You, you think about your first half against North Dakota, you didn't take a shot, yeah. but I think you had five assists, yeah. and then you have nine points in the second half. Yeah. How is that? Like, have you had to kind of change your mindset from last year? Because you had to do – you had to handle the ball the whole yeah. game, play the whole game, yeah. score, distribute. Yeah. Have you had to adjust at all? Yeah, 100%. Um, last year I was just on the ball a lot more, like you said. I just had to – I commanded the rock a lot yeah. more uh, just because that's what it was. And um, this year it's just – it's nice having a bunch of guys who could – who could handle and are, are a little older, um, can, can make other plays. I don't really have to be on the ball all the time. So it's definitely a role change, but I've played a bunch of roles throughout my career, um, and, and I'm happy to be in this role. I'm happy to be in whatever role the team needs. How much of you – because what's nice is when, when Shireman gets a rebound and you can run. Mm-hmm, exactly. Did, in high school, did you ever were you always getting that outlet or were you able to run the wing at all? Like, is this a new right. thing no, for you? Honestly, in high school at Montverde, I was definitely running the wing. Okay. Whoever got it, like... It didn't matter. Cade was there, too. So, yeah. I mean, Cade's getting it and going. I'm running the wing. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's new for me this year, but I've played in roles like this before. Right. Yeah. Is it more fun that way? I think so, honestly. Just because... You could run. And you could get. You could get easier. Easier buckets on the run. Um, you get the ball in transition, going downhill. You don't always have to be running it with a set defense or, or certain things like that. So I think it. I think it is a lot easier. Last year, before we lost you, you had seven assists and no turnovers against St. John's. Yes, sir. So f- if you count that game mm-hmm. and the first three this year. You have 30 assists and two turnovers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, that's big time, man. I mean, that's I'm, pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, coach was on me last year, all last year, about turning the ball over. Um, I don't think I really haven't turned it over a lot in my career, other than last year. So I mean, right. I was I wasn't really happy with with the way I was turning over, and that's been a that's been a huge emphasis for me. Um, I always want to know how many turnovers I had, um, and I'm just super happy that, that the tables have turned. Is it because the game is now slower for you again, mm-hmm. like it was in high school? Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, yeah, for sure. The game's slower. I'm a lot more experienced. I'm, I'm watching a lot of film right now um, on what the teams are going to do to me defensively, um, how they're going to approach my ball screens, and um, yeah. I think that's really helping me. Um, I'm just a lot more experienced, a, lo- a little bit older, and um, – I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ready. Tell you what, Kalkbrenner, he's ten for ten. So yeah. what is he now for his last nineteen, 19 for his for, last nineteen? Yep. I mean, oh, he already knew. Yeah, yeah I know. But, nineteen for nineteen. But your confidence in him, I mean, you're, it's not like you're throwing lobs. Right. Every, I mean, you're throwing good, but you, do you feel like I just got to get that thing up um, there, and he's got it. Yeah, for sure. Um, me and Cock, like I don't think people understand. Like our relationship, we're we're really close. Um, like we we built just such a good chemistry on the floor. He knows where I'm gonna be. I know where he's gonna set screens. I know when he's gonna roll. I know where he wants the ball. And and we're just we're just really good together. And I've I've, I've loved playing with him. He's a great big man, and um I can't wait to keep playing with him. Yeah. You ever played the video game NBA Jam? Oh yeah, for sure. 
could, what, what do you we, think a game like that would we be? We were saying Kalkbrenner and Nemard would be pretty, pretty I'd be big time. I'd be big time. A bunch of lives out there. Yeah. <laughs> the first so, half, you guys were right. both on fire. Yes, Which means don't touch don't touch Big Ryan. Right, right. right now, he's got flames right, coming right, off right. body. <laughs> he even hit the three. And he gave big him the time. Big <laughs> time. He hit yes, the sir. three. But yes, uh, what about some of the young? I mean, I thought Ben, ben came yeah. in and played well. Yeah. I mean, I've heard stories about mm. in practice where Ben, ben can oh, get yeah. you guys some some trouble sometimes. Oh, ben gets to it. Ben's yeah. tough. Like Ben is real tough. I think I think you're only going to see that as the year goes on. As the um as next year too. If, if maybe yeah. he won't get as many touches this year, but he's going to be a great player, Cray, and I love his game. Um, he's super confident in himself. Yeah, he is. He knows what he can do. He has great abilities, and I think coach really likes him too. I think I think I think he's going to be a great player here. By the way, we talked to him after the exhibition game. We asked it one-on-one tournament, whole team. Yeah. He picked himself. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna pick me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can think that. <laughs> he can think that. <laughs> ben picked himself. I like that though. That's so, confident. One more game in this run, yes, and sir. then things get real serious yes, starting yes, in Maui. What do you personally want to work on? I know it's been a great start for you, but mm-hmm. what do you want to work on in this final game before we go to Maui? In terms of my team, in and, terms of the team, and, and yeah, the team and yourself. Yeah. Um, in terms of the team, just keep our pace. Our quarter court pace has to be a little better. I think our, our full court pace is good mm-hmm. just because we got a bunch of guys to handle, but our quarter court pace could get better. Um, cuts, certain things that, that will just set the defense off. Coach always talks about random actions um, that you can't really scout. So I think that's that's a big thing. And I, I think um, for me, I'm, I'm in the gym. Uh, I, I'm going to make some shots. To, it's it's yeah. going to fall soon. Sure. But, that, that's that's definitely what I gotta. Well, you got do. robbed on that layup in the oh, first yeah. half. Oh man, I don't know what happened on that oh, one. Oh, <laughs> that one drove me nuts because that was a perfect man, read. They went man, with talk, and it was man. <laughs> but it's all right. That one hurt me. It's that one's good. gonna keep me up at yes, night. Sir, so I don't know I'm what glad. it's gonna do to you. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, maybe someone who's not gonna get a lot of attention, but certainly will have an important role to play off the bench this season for the Blue Jays, and that's redshirt freshman Mason Miller. Miller has already shown his ability to get above the rim, pull down rebounds. He's been great on the offensive glass. And he also started off pretty hot from three, making three of his first four three-pointers to start the campaign. We had a chance to talk to Mason about that growing process of sitting out last year and now having to get acclimated to playing college basketball. Mason, what did it feel like, man? Had to sit out all last year, red shirt, and what did it feel like coming out and playing in your first college basketball game? Oh, yeah, definitely a lot of nerves, you know, after not being able to play last year and just being able to have to watch them all year. Uh, a little, definitely excited for sure, but a little bit of nerves there too. Yeah. What was the message in the locker room after the game? Um, on, he said basically that we kind of needed this, you know. We needed like a tough game. Like if we're not going to hit shots, what can we do besides hitting shots? That we like on defense, like our defense wasn't as good as it was last year, obviously, tonight, but uh, get that better and we'll see what we can do next time. Did they surprise you with how they played tonight in the sense that this was a team that took most of their or half of their shots from three last year, but once they settled into the game, they really started to dribble drive at you and, uh, and, and go right up against your bigs. Yeah, they were definitely being a little physical, more physical than I thought they were going to be for sure, but I mean, uh, they started getting a rhythm, so you know, when the teams get a rhythm, they start feeling more comfortable, so what, next time we got to stop them from doing that. Give us two, three things, you know, quick turnaround game Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Give us two or three things that we could we can work on that we might see as an improvement between game one and game two. 
Uh, On-ball defense, I think, is one of them. Uh, get back in that gym and shoot. All we got to do is get, keep getting shots up. That's another good thing we need to do. And honestly, just uh, talk on defense. Our talk was a little uh, slow at the beginning. We weren't talking as much as we normally would in practice. So we got to get better at that, and we should be good for the next game. It did kind of look like a game from last year, and I know you watched the entire season yeah. from the bench, but it's a 16-3 to run over the last nine minutes. That, that felt like kind of a game that last year's team might have played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely had that good run at the end. Uh, we tried to get teams tired, so as soon as we get them tired, you know, that's when we start, like, making our runs. Well, now you're on the floor. You're part of this rotation. Did, did you think that, you know, just talk about how these first, you know, 13, 14 months in college have been for you. Obviously, redshirting last year. Now you're here. You're going to be a part of this rotation. Just, you know, what has this experience been like for you, especially for a guy who had such great credentials coming out of high school? Oh, it was definitely exciting, you know, uh, being able to watch the guys last year, try to understand, you know, from like Ryan Hawkins, a fifth year senior, guys like them, you know, being able to learn from them. Uh, I think it's a really good experience for me. And then being able to come in for my first game, this, this game and play pretty well, you know, help the team as much as I can. You know, it helps a lot for sure. You can be honest. Who's the, uh, who's the bigger hard ass as a coach, your dad or your uncle? Oh, that's real close. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I might have to go with Coach Miller, though, here. Creighton coach for sure. I think Ryan is a pretty, uh, pretty tough coach on me for sure. He has, he's been more of an excuse. He doesn't have to deal with you at home or deal with yeah. you calling yeah. home all that the is time. That's a good point. No, no, my guess is if you called home and said, Uncle Ryan's being hard on me, I'm guessing your dad would say, you know what, you probably deserve it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got to do uh, to get some rhythm on those outside shots, right? Tonight, 8 of 34, it was a, a weak spot in last year's offense, right? Is it a confidence thing? I know it's not a rep thing because I know you guys are in the gym. What is it when the lights come on about putting that ball in the basket from beyond the arc? Um, as of right now, I'm not really too worried about it. You know, we're kind of first game. Everyone's probably a little, probably a little excited right now. So I think we're working our way into it. You know, even come, come from last year, you weren't shooting well. So it's probably a little bit of from last year still. But I think we'll be good. I think we'll be good in shooting. The holidays are a busy time for us all, but especially for the men and women of Creighton Athletics. Let's go around the Creighton calendar as we wrap things up this week on the 1620 The Jays podcast presented by Barry Law. Men's soccer, Sunday against Washington, the number two overall seed. Check NCAA.com for the soccer bracket to get the broadcast times for that match. Creighton women's basketball will be at Northern Iowa, airtime 2 o'clock on 1180 The Zone. Then, the men will be in the Maui Invitational starting on Monday. 1 o'clock pregame, 1.30 tip-off, the Blue Jays versus Texas Tech. The Creighton men will, of course, play again on Tuesday and on Wednesday, depending on if they win or lose. That will determine tip times. Check 1620thezone.com or gocreighton.com for the scheduled tip times and broadcast times on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. Women's Volleyball next Friday. TBA semifinals, Big East Conference Tournament. We'll have airtime when that is available. Again, check either BigEast.org or GoCreighton.com for the latest times on women's volleyball. And the same can be said for the championship finals, which will be next Saturday. Good luck to all the Creighton teams participating this weekend. And for all of you, have a very great weekend. We will talk to you next week. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. Thanksgiving. We'll have a brand new 1620 The Jays podcast.
It's brought to you by Barry Law. Your most important assets are your body, your mind, and your future. When those are jeopardized by an injury that isn't your fault, you need to fight back and regain your life. Call Barry Law at 402-999-7777 or visit BarryLawFirm.com. At Barry Law, we fight alongside those who choose to fight back. For Connor Happer, I'm John Bishop and Josh Peterson. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you next time on the 1620 The Jays podcast, a presentation of Creighton Athletics and NRG Media Omaha. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.